the Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, but your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. Today is August the 31st, 2009, the last day of August in here, the year 2009, episode number 39 of Purple Mafia, which is Brett Favre's age, and, well, surprise, surprise, folks, surprise, surprise, Brett Favre is the main topic today once again, but (laughs) there's another superstar in town, and he looked like one as well. Favre and Peterson, Favre and Adrian Peterson, a one-two punch that looks pretty amazing, folks, pretty darn amazing. It was a preseason game, but it's looking good, looking pretty good here early on. All right, as mentioned, Purple Mafia is this show, and we are available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank you always for downloading and listening to this uh, (laughs) growing, and I mean growing, show. Thanks to the uh, popularity of this team and the popularity of the players and, of course, you, the listeners out there, being as awesome as you are. You are awesome, awesome fans of the Vikings and awesome fans of this show. We encourage you to join the message boards. Yes, we want you to please join the message boards on thesportstuff.com. Click on the button that says TSS Boards on the right-hand side of the screen. Do join in. It is 100% free and 100% fun. It is how you can also vote on the polls and get on board this show that way by uh, via via messaging, voting, uh, leaving your comments. Also, another way to get in where we will hear your voice on air is to the call-in line. It is a voicemail. The number is 209-736-7877. That is 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail as mentioned. Treat it as such. Mention you are calling in for Purple Mafia, and then state your question, comment, shout out, whatever it is. Welcome on board. Keep it to about a minute, approximately, and uh, it'd be great to have you on board. Just be fantastic. Um, that is the deal today. Of course, we're going to only talk about the game. We're going to just take a quick break and then get into the game, and that's it. Right after this. Here on thesportstuff.com, the new fast-breaking wolves are bursting on the scene with Timberwolves Explosion. Hear about this exciting new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, Johnny Flynn, and new coach Kurt Rambis. Check us out on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes, where we cover the wolves like nobody else. Show your true blue, download and listen to this explosion of Timberwolves basketball.
Here on the sportstuff.com, we're turning up the tempo on Brave the Wild. A new era has come to the state of hockey with new attitude, Martin Havlet, a more open style with coach Todd Richards, and a new philosophy in general manager Chuck Fletcher. We're available on the sportstuff.com and on iTunes. Answer the call and get ready to Brave the Wild. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 39. A reminder for iPod users, so one more and we'll be at the big 4-0. The big 4-0, which will be spectacular. Well, the Minnesota Vikings today in preseason game number three, the ultimate third game of the preseason, and everybody played three quarters. And yeah, they did. Brett Favre didn't just play the half. He played three quarters. So we're going to get right into this right now. It's just going to be a blast. Uh, <laughs> this game was a lot of fun to watch. So on the very first offensive play of the game, the very first offensive play of the game, this is when you knew this was going to be a fun game, Brett Favre hands off to Adrian Peterson, who uh, just kept going. He wasn't tackled, broke a couple tackles. All of a sudden, he was a foot race, and he went 75 yards to pay dirt. And it was like, Brett who? Talking about high percentage plays, as the announcers were talking about, we're looking for a few high percentage plays early on. Maybe a little screen pass, a little dump pass. Just something small early on to get things started. A handoff to Adrian Peterson was pretty high percentage, considering it went 75 yards, as mentioned, to pay dirt. 7 nothing Vikings, just like that. And on the very first play for the Houston uh, Texans, after the kickoff, of course, Antoine Winfield nailed Steve Slayton, and he lost the ball, but the ball was whistled down. So uh, that play was whistled dead. It was unreviewable, I guess. It was uh, some strange rule there. And I guess nobody was really that pissed off. Jared Allen then sacked Matt Schaub. Jared Allen and Matt Schaub, uh, I don't think Matt Schaub is a big fan of Jared Allen. As you remember what happened to Schaub last year, injured his knee, ended up missing four games. And uh, Jared Allen, of course, took a fine. Allen went up to Matt Schaub and mentioned it was not on purpose. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, still, it's a bad luck charm for old Matt Schaub. And of course, the sack ended Houston as their first series was a three and out. That's how pretty much things ended there. Houston could get nothing really going. So now we're back on to the Vikings. The Vikings get the ball back, of course, after the punt. Brett Favre looked fairly sharp, and he was <laughs> made some creative audibles, which was really kind of cool. Completing his first couple throws, getting a few completions, as mentioned including a first down to Vasante Shanko. Yep, Vasante Shanko, who, again, I'm going to mention, is going to be the lead receiver for this team. I mean, it's plain as day. Also, got to mention, Bernard Berrien did not suit up once again. Bernard Berrien out again. So that's getting a little bit frustrating there. Percy Harvin, of course, suited up, and we're going to talk about him some more as we get further into the game. The Vikings did cross the 50, so that's good to see. But unfortunately, in the end, Mario Williams was able to sack Brett Favre, and that ended the Vikings' drive and led to a punt from about the uh, Texans' 40. You don't really need to go for a 55-yard field goal in the preseason. (laughs) It's not really worth it. It's not the final play of a playoff game. Um, Houston then finally got their first first down of the game, but they were stopped on their own 40, and the game gets pretty boring for a while here as, as we move on. 
After an incompletion as the Vikings have the ball back and a three-yard gain by Peterson, Favre did hit Vasante Shango for the second time for a first down play. So again, as I mentioned, yeah, I, I'm looking for Brett Favre and Shango to hook up many times this year in that situation, folks, on a third and long. I can definitely see Favre and Shanko hooking up on that kind of play. It's going to be good. But unfortunately, the drive just uh, was snuffed. Things just did not really get anywhere after that. If you just incompletions and some short run attempts did not get anywhere. The Vikings punt. Houston, again, did nothing on their possession. Jared Allen, breaking loose and hurried Matt Schaub, just about had a sack. It's, it's, again, as I mentioned, Jared Allen is like a magnet to, to Matt Schaub. Um, Vikings did get the ball at the 50 because Houston was pushed back so far, but we couldn't get anywhere. It was a third and out. So now Houston gets the ball back again, and Schaub threw an interception to Ben Lieber, who just made a spectacular play. Matt Schaub didn't even see him coming. Didn't even see him coming. Just a great play by Ben Lieber. Beautiful and uh, I hope that continues. Ben Lieber is just such a valuable asset to this team. I'll also mention super quick that, uh, yeah, Jared Allen, that sack by Jared Allen was the only sack of the game, believe it or not, the, the one that was a few drives ago. Um, so now on the next possession, Favre drew a roughing the passer call, which was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's the benefits of having a future Hall of Famer at quarterback. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. That's uh, didn't really look like a roughing the passer call. It looked like there was still plenty of uh, time left for the defender to hit him, so to speak. He barely got rid of the ball at the time. But, hey, yeah, you have a future Hall of Famer. He's going to get a call. Unfortunately, though, when the Vikings were first in goal, Bobby Wade was called for offensive interference, which was pretty uh, disappointing. Uh, Favre's just looking up at the monitor, shaking his head. It's kind of funny. You know, you could read Bobby Wade's lips. He was saying, there's no way. There is no way that's an offensive or whatever. There's no way they could make that call. You know, they're both agreeing on that as, of course, you know, teammates are going to agree on plays like that. That wasn't a, an offensive interference. Hard to say, really. Um, Favre then threw a perfect pass to Percy Harvin in the corner of the end zone, but Harvin could not make the play. He just didn't put his hands out far enough. I don't know what that was. It looked like alligator arms or something. Um... And then Favre threw a pass that was tipped, nearly intercepted, and the Vikings would have to settle for a long little field goal. But it was the most exciting series in quite a while, as the Vikings were at least in the red zone. <laughs> they at least got to the red zone. Um, nothing really spectacular about it, though. They were in the red zone mainly because they're roughing the passer. <laughs> but yeah, hey, we scored. It was 10-7. That's a good thing. And then Matt Schaub, or 10-7, excuse me, 10-0 at that time. Excuse me, I don't know what I'm thinking. Getting ahead of myself here is Matt Schaub on the next drive. Had his most impressive drive, completing passes along the way, one after the other. Got roughed up several times, and ultimately his ankle was hobbling around like crazy. And Slayton, you know, as the uh, Matt, as the uh, Texans were able to get to the goal line, Slayton was able to get it in a four, from four yards out, making it 10-7. to seven. And, I, yeah, I look for Steve Slayton to really rack up the touchdowns this year. I've got a good feeling about him going into this season, as long as Matt Schaub can stay healthy, by the way, as uh, he ended up limping off to the locker room and back onto the field as they were uh, going to treat his ankle, tape it up. Favre now back to go, I mean, back at it again as he continues to be fairly sharp, even through a block, which was crazy. Brett Favre threw a block and with his throwing shoulder. And uh, unfortunately, it was an illegal block, 
because it was pretty low and it was pretty late on the play. Ended up hurting the guy, actually, unfortunately. But, yeah, it was with his throwing shoulder, and people were wondering what's going on with that. That's the last thing you need when you have that rotator cuff and all that good stuff and all that surgery on the bicep and stuff. Last thing he needs, but, um, hey, at least, at least uh, Brett Favre is, yeah, you know, you can tell he is right back in the mix. He's not afraid. It shows he's confident in his health at this point in time, and that boy, is he excited. I mean, he couldn't take the smile off his face the entire game. The guy had a big smile on his face all day. And, uh, man, there's no way this guy, <laughs> this guy wanted to be here so bad, folks. You can just tell. You can tell how bad he wanted to be here. He didn't want to be on the Jets. He wanted to be on the Vikings all along. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful feeling. So now, of course, that drive pretty much came to an end at that point. Things just kind of died there. Vikings were pushed way back after that illegal block and couldn't complete, couldn't convert on third down. So now Dan Arovlaski. Return, uh, enters the game. The former Detroit Lion, Dan Arovlovsky. But, uh, he was, uh, he, he looked pretty darn sharp early on, completing his first six passes. One of them a 58 yard completion in the, a 58 yard completion, excuse me, but in the red zone. There's where things, here's where Arvlowski shows that he's still a, uh, still a backup player. Threw an interception to Medea Williams, killing a golden opportunity to the Texans and himself, frankly. I mean, <laughs> it didn't help him. Didn't help him any. Um, I also got to mention, I missed, uh, I missed something earlier on, of course, something pretty important that, uh, Harvin made a nice catch. Red Favre, so Harvin making up for the drop earlier. Broke through two guys, gained an extra six yards. That was a first down. That was a big play. But then uh, Brett Favre, on the following play, completed a nice screen pass to Chester Taylor, who was able to break through tackles and go 28 yards total for a touchdown. Good old Favre. Man, Brett Favre was out there slapping helmets, having fun with the boys again. It's, it's vintage Favre, folks. Vintage Favre, 17-7. to Brett Favre, 17-7. to Absolutely spectacular. Hopping up and down. was just outstanding, so uh, it was just, it was so cool to see, I mean, it was the old Brett Favre, it really was, you know, not a deep pass, but a smart pass, accurate, and Chester Taylor doing his job big time, as I've said a million times, the guy is so good at catching those little screen passes, and, and turning, turning it into something good, be it a first downer on this play, something pretty dang big, a 28-yarder, um, so, yeah, I did get ahead of myself. I apologize, folks. It's one of those things. Things happen. Schaub hobbling around like crazy, of course, after that ankle injury, but was able to guide the Texans into field goal range. A very short drive. Chris Brown, at least, or Chris Brown was able to get the 46-yarder. This was within just a few seconds left to go, less than a minute, well less than a minute to go in the half. Schaub was able to do the two-minute huddle. And, uh, yeah, Chris Brown, 46-yarder, so it was 17-10 to at the half. And now, Dan Arovlovsky takes over. I just apologize for that. He was able to take over in the second half. Yeah, and as mentioned, 6 of 6, 58-yard completion. But, yeah, the stupid interception to Medea Williams. Hey, not stupid for us, but stupid for him. It's his own fault. Um, Detroit didn't need him anymore because of a Culpepper. And, uh, of course, 
Matthew Stafford, number one overall pick. Dante Culpepper is more of a Band-Aid, but he's not the worst Band-Aid ever, I guess. Orlovsky actually was okay last year with Detroit. He wasn't horrible. Um, he looked okay today, really, to be honest with you. He looked okay. Not the worst thing I've ever seen. But then, yeah, when we go to the third quarter, you know, Brett, Brett Favre is still in the game, and it's like, oh, okay. All right. It's like, yeah, obviously, you know, once Orlowski came up the field, I expected to see Sage Rosenfels. Maybe Tavares Jackson, but probably Sage Rosenfels, just because, I don't know, there was just something I was expecting. Number four is walking out on the field, and I'm like, okay, all right, cool, I'll I'll take it. <laughs> this is crazy, but cool. Um, very cool stuff. But uh, the Vikings really didn't accomplish much on that particular drive. They completed a few passes, but ended up punting in the end. Orvlowski then tried to hit Andre Johnson again for a uh, <laughs> for a, a deep pass, but the ball the ball was overthrown. And uh, Andre Johnson, the Texans had to punt. I mean, for some reason, this third quarter was the fastest thing ever. Uh, neither team scores a point. And it, it was like the third quarter lasted. It, it was like as if they let the clock run with no stoppage of play. I mean, it was like a 20-minute third quarter. <laughs> it was like, but unfortunately, yeah, as I mentioned, it was just a bunch of kind of lame... It was a bunch of running, basically. That's probably why the clock went so fast. A bunch of kind of running back and forth and a slightly somewhat efficient play that ended up dying for some reason. And the clock just kept running. And uh, quite frankly, I don't know even what happened to the third quarter. It just disappeared. A very strange thing and a uh, very short-lived third quarter. Brett Favre looked, still looked fairly sharp, though. And uh, But ultimately, they were trying to play it safe, and that's what you need to do when it comes to Brett Favre. So now we're going to go on to the fourth quarter. Now that we got the meaningless third quarter out of the way, Tavares Jackson took over at the start of the fourth quarter. So finally, a different quarterback of the Vikings in there. Everybody played three quarters, as we mentioned. <laughs> yeah, they did. Not just two, but three for Favre. And Jackson looked really sharp, actually. He looked really sharp. Only... Attempted two passes, completed them both for a total of 22 yards. He looked he looked all right. He looked actually pretty solid completing both passes, but, you know, well, he was able to hit Garrett Mills on a rollout, which was a first down play, which was nice, and with no pressure on, he had a swagger to him. Really quick release on Tavares Jackson. Kind of had that Cunningham-looking uh, sidearm-looking throw. He, he kind of has that to him lately. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, the drive would just die at the Houston 45. No one was open, and he ended up having to take a sack. Orovlowski couldn't get anything going. Another deep failed attempt, or failed deep attempt, and it was to Andre Johnson again. Andre Johnson was playing in the fourth quarter. Andre Johnson's been a kind of an up-and-down guy when it comes to health. I mean, pretty much the whole Texans team, or at least when it comes to Matt Schaub and Andre Johnson, What's Andre Johnson doing in the fourth quarter playing in a game, in a preseason game? Very strange. Very strange indeed. Especially going on deep plays. What if something went wrong? Oh, well, nothing did, so that's the lucky part. So now Sage Rosenfels finally gets to play. Finally gets to play against the form, uh, against the Houston Texans. As uh, started out, he looked a little bit uh, soft early on. 
But then he started, he completed a couple passes. Uh, and apparently both Sage Rosenfels and Tavares Jackson liked Jared Mills as their Vizante Shanko. As now Sage hit Mills on third and long. It was third and 13. And, um, yeah, not too bad. So, but on the next play, Sage hit running the running back Smith on a short play, on a short pass. Gained seven yards, but the Vikings had to punt, unfortunately. And this was Anton Smith, not to be confused with Antoine Smith, the former uh, Buffalo Bill and Tennessee Titan running back, the guy who played about, oh, five, ten years ago. Pretty solid player. Never spectacular, but a solid guy, and actually I thought was underrated. Uh, this guy's a little bit younger, plays for Florida, played for Florida State, undrafted rookie Antoine Smith. Um, yeah, he's a guy who's definitely, definitely fighting for a spot on the team. Number 35, Anton Smith. He was able to break loose on a 22-yard run. Of course, uh, Houston did nothing on their play, on their drive, excuse me. As uh, Houston's third-string quarterback, Brink, well, he was 2 of 5. Didn't really do much, not that impressive. Really, none of the Houston quarterbacks were all that impressive in this game. None of them had a quarterback rating over 64. And I know you could say quarterback rating is overrated, but it means something. It means something. I mean, full of good far, 113.7. Yeah, he had a damn good football game today, completing 72% of his passes. But, yeah, uh, Anton Smith was able to break a 22-yard run. He's definitely hoping to make that big impression. You know, this is a very vital time for him. They're going to make a few cuts in the next couple of days to get down to 75 from, like, the 80s, which they're in right now. And then eventually the big cuts after next week. Against Den against Dallas, excuse me, they're going to have to make major cuts to get all the way down to 53 and off to the uh, regular season roster. Smith, I'm not sure if he's going to make the team, but maybe he'll make enough impression to get on somebody's practice squad or something. So we'll see, as that play was pretty much the uh, the dagger in the hearts of the Houston Texans, as the Vikings then had the opportunity to down the ball and end the game and win it 17-10. to So there was no scoring in the second half of this game. No scoring in the second half, unfortunately. But, hey, it was still a fairly entertaining game overall. Adrian Peterson finished with a total of 117 yards on only 11 rushes. Of course, that 75-yard scamper on the very first play of the game, which led to a touchdown. Uh, Steve Slayton, the guy I've definitely looked at for fantasy football, well, he did get one touchdown in the game, so that would help anybody. I think, yeah, a guy like that is going to get is going to be super valuable for any fantasy team. Twelve rushes, his his yards or his average is only two point three. So, but yeah, you're going against the best run defense in the NFL. Think about it, though, folks: the best run defense and the best run offense in the NFL. Minnesota and run sound pretty good, and then you had Brett Favre. Oh God! And people wonder why I'm excited. Yeah, that's why I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Antron Smith also looked pretty darn good on the ground, folks. He, he looked pretty darn good on the ground total. He got 49 total yards, average of 8.2. Not bad. Chester Taylor, 30 yards and 7 rushes. Not horrible. Albert Young, kind of for some strange reason, not really in the mix. They must have just wanted to give Smith a chance or something, I guess. Albert Young, not in the mix at all. Hardly. Ian, Ian Johnson only managed to get one carry, lost 3 yards on the play. 3 yards. Albert Young, well, he he looked okay in the two rushes he had. He got 11 total yards, averaged like five and a half yards. That's not bad at all. 
So basically he got five yards on one and six on the other is what happened. Um, Chester Taylor had 41 yards receiving and, of course, that 28-yard scamper. That was good. Gilbert Garrett Mills, 33 yards and two catches. Percy Harvin, three catches, 31 yards. Shanko with two catches and 30 yards also. Um, yeah, talk about spreading out the offense. Pretty cool. Guys like Darius Raynaud, Jamar Johnson, mm, not really much of a factor at all, you know, with things. Smith also, that Anton Smith also with a seven-yard catch. Albert Young with a seven-yard catch. And Nafahu Tahi, Nafahu Tahi with a seven-yard catch. It was amazing. I mean, I was, like, shocked. Wow, that's probably the longest catch of his career. <laughs> I mean, every time I see Tahi catch a ball, it's a one-yard gain, and that's about it. That's what he does. That's how he rolls, so to speak. And guys, man, oh man, were Chad Greenway, Jared Allen, and Ray Edwards just all over the place in this game. Just spectacular. Ben Lieber has mentioned Aaron Henderson. Aaron Henderson, yeah. Aaron Henderson did pretty good. And EJ Henderson. Mostly EJ, though, especially. Just fantastic. And my buddy, my guy, I mean, not my buddy in real life, but, you know, my guy, Latroy Guyon, Guyon, excuse me, unable to um, get any, any tackles in today's game. He still looked pretty decent. I really hope he's able to make this team. I think he made enough of an impression earlier on, as, of course, you know, they played the starters much more in this game, as you see in the big names up there, not the little names. Jasper Brinkley, just all over the place again with four tackles. The guy is outstanding, man. I'm so impressed with him. I can't even tell you. Man, the guy is just going to be a, a stud, I think. I... He might end up being a, a starting linebacker who's a really big factor later on. I got a sneaky feeling about that. Houston was able to get four sacks in the game, by the way. Pretty darn good, including Ryan's getting one. That guy had 11 tackles on the day. He was all over the place. All over the place. Huge game for him. Huge game, indeed. Mario Williams getting the other sack. And Zagona, Zagonina, excuse me, <laughs> able to get two sacks. I can't really say his name very good. I apologize. Two sacks on the day. Very good for him, anyway. Favre was sacked a total of two times. Rosenfels and Jackson, the other two, and that's when Zagina came into place at that point in time. Uh, Percy Harvin looks pretty good. I just didn't like that lead, that just that blown play, and that perfect pass to Brett Favre. He just kind of Favre just kind of did one of those bits where he just kind of clapped his hands like, man, that should have been a touchdown. Should have been. And, uh, yeah. Brett Favre and, uh, Brett Favre only 13 games, 13 days into even being on the Vikings. This is pretty exciting. This is pretty exciting. A lot of people are looking at this as, uh, whoa. This is going to be a lot of fun, I think, folks. If you can stay healthy, it's going to be a really fun season for the Minnesota Vikings. Sage Rosenfels, he looks kind of soft, man. He, he does. He looks kind of soft. I, I, at this point in time, I almost would rather see Tavares Jackson as the backup. I think he, I think absolutely he provides more energy coming in if something, you know, something went wrong and we need to, maybe, you know, when Favre hurt his elbow against the Dallas Cowboys a few years ago during that awesome Packers season. Um, and you need, they needed Aaron Rodgers to go in and finish off the game. You know, what if you need Tavares Jackson to go in? See? The guy provides energy and that's where Jackson's probably at his best to come in, you know, mid-game like he did for Gus Farratt last year. I called him last chance Jackson. Uh, yeah, Sage Rosenfels, I'm not impressed, actually. I'm not. You know, he was he was pretty good 
against the Houston, against the, uh, excuse me, the Indianapolis Colts. He was all right, but nothing spectacular. They were just short passes. Um, yeah. We'll see about Sage Rosenfels. We'll see. I'm beginning to lean towards Tavares Jackson as our backup man, but we all of us are all of us know that's going to be kind of a complicated deal because Sage has signed a three-year deal. Tavares, well, that's more up in the air when it comes to his contract. So uh, hard to say. He's still on his rookie contract. But uh, yeah, a solid game by the Vikings today. Very encouraging. I'm just extremely excited about Brett Favre and how things are going today. So. We're going to end the game review there before I ramble too much, before I repeat myself too much. And we are going to get into our final topic, or at least second to final topic, really quick before I get into uh, the poll. Really quick, I was on NFL East to West this past Saturday. I got to host or co-host with Dylan Richardson. That is our executive producer on thesportstuff.com. He is finally back hosting again. His NFL East to West is his show. He's normally with Jim Towers, but I got to be the uh, the uh, co-host this week. He's even wanted to be me to be third wheel, and uh, yeah, I mean I'm very interested in doing that. And yeah, do check it out. Do give it a look. See, you get to hear me as a co-host with Dylan Richardson. It just I had so much fun on that show, Dylan and uh, the listeners out there. I had so much fun on that show. I couldn't believe it. Uh, it's I love being a a solo host, but I also love being a co-host. I I, I really enjoyed it. I mean I can do both. And uh, don't be surprised if I'm back on that show again. Of course, this was episode number four of NFL East to West, the show where we drop a bomb on Denver. And, uh, yeah, Dylan picked the Minnesota Vikings to win the Super Bowl this year. And Dylan Richardson, as some of you know, some of you don't, is a Chicago Bears fan. And he picked the Minnesota Vikings to win the Super Bowl, even though they got uh, Jay Cutler. Now, I know Jay Cutler doesn't ensure the Bears winning a Super Bowl, but it makes it more competitive. Sure it does. So, uh, yeah, that tells you that the Vikings have gotten the blessing of Dylan Richardson, and he is an NFL maven, folks. You know, he's been around you know, watching football for quite a while. So uh, bo- both of us are veterans, and he's even more veteran than me. So pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool. Do check that show out. I just, I, I had a lot of fun, and you'll hear it in my voice. You'll hear it in my voice. So now the final topic of the day is the poll regarding well who who could it be about this time who do you think it's going to be about yeah it's about Brett Favre <laughs> I hate to annoy you guys but it's about Brett Favre how would you rate Favre's performance against Houston is my question I say big time here we go fairly encouraging we'll see though not bad nothing major not convinced in the least so vote on one of those. Do enjoy. Don't forget to call in to the voicemail line. As I mentioned, it is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. Do call in and enjoy. Do leave a voicemail. We will uh, be more than happy to have you on board. So we're going to call it a show today. And... We'll talk to you soon after the next preseason game. Until then, take care.